to their respective houses, and in a nice turn of events, the Sturens and Gusty's family found themselves on Cavaclideris Ocock, some five blocks from each other, and the three boys were able to spend late afternoons together several days a week. Gusty was fascinated by the language, the culture, the darkness, the midnight sun, the music, the cold, the clothes, the graphics, the customs, the everything of Sweden. He plied Lulu and Lasse with questions, especially about the language, and in the end, one of their major pastimes was to compile an illustrated Swedish-English-English-Swedish dictionary. On December 13th, Gusty was invited to celebrate Santa Lucia Day, a tradition in Sweden where Santa Lucia wears a crown of candles, songs are sung, special cakes are consumed. He never forgot the exceptional candlelight beauty of Madame Sturaine, tall, blue eyes, slightly raised cheekbones, dark blonde hair, a warm smile, quite the most beautiful woman of his childhood. Lulu and Lasse, as her attendants, wore long pointed hats with glinting stars and white robes hung on their shoulders. Since diplomatic life entails a good deal of entertaining and being entertained, especially the latter, Gusty's parrots were out at least four evenings a week. He spent his solitary evenings with his dog Perky and began to mimic what sounded, he hoped, like Swedish syllables, consonant combinations, and singing accentuation in mock conversation with the puzzled little skipper key. One word he came up with was Slutan to mean stop it. His surprise was great the next time he was at the Sturen house to hear an annoyed Lulu bark Sluta to get Lasse to stop bothering him. Gusty was now a natural speaker of the language, thanks to his dog. Then, in the way of childhood, Lulu and Lasse were gone. Their father had been transferred back to Sweden, and perhaps they went on to other places. Gusty never knew. He never saw them again, never heard from them. All touch was lost. But he delighted in trotting out his Swedish at the drop of a hat. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, he said with verve and feeling, taking great pride in the preciseness of his accent. He could count up to ten, say hello, how are you? and he even knew a few unprintables. He lingered over photographs of Stockholm in books and magazines. He raced off to Swedish movies. Swedes possessed something mystical. He was convinced of it. He dared not admit it to Danes and Norwegians, but they didn't have that something that Swedes definitely did. He found himself regretting from time to time that he hadn't been born Swedish. How cool would that have been? When there were Swedish people at a gathering, he went right up to them and let them know what a fanatic he was. On Christmas Day 2007, he went to the apartment of a friend in New York for the big feast. His hostess, a friend of many years, had been battling cancer for years, and when he saw her that day, he knew she was not going to be alive much longer. 
grey, gaunt, unsteady, breathing with difficulty. She was four years younger than he. She nonetheless displayed extreme grace and composure, making sure her guests were happy and well taken care of. Appalled at the grimness of his friend's circumstances, Gusty tried nonetheless to rise to the occasion and observe the proper conventions of a social gathering. His friend's younger son had recently married a Swedish woman, and the parents of the bride happened to be present as well that day. This was right up Gusty's alley. When he was introduced to them, he said he could barely contain himself, God jul och god nytar. They were dazzled. Oh, do you speak Swedish? No, Gusty told them, but he had learned some expressions from two friends.